You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 87, and I am Mark. And I'm Jasmine. If you, in case you forgot what we look like, here well, we are yeah, again. Or, or sound. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, here yeah. we are And again, yeah. before we get started... Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you so much. And please remember to subscribe and click the bell, as Mark calls it, the notification button, so that you know when we upload new videos. And if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you so much. We would also appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. And before we go any further, me and Jasmine do not remember what we are doing. No, uh, we are rusty. Yes, very. I, I actually couldn't even remember who Jasmine was when I came I know. on Zoom. Yeah, I, when it, when it, when I let Mark into the Zoom, I was like, who the hell's Mark? Mark, what? that name sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, no, vaguely no, familiar. No. <laughs> we made a few inappropriate jokes, but we will not share them because no. they are inappropriate jokes. And you're <laughs> welcome for us not sharing them. <laughs> yes, we, we were like, we have jobs. That yeah, we and we back. want to keep them. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's uh, what that boils down to. We literally spent about an hour and a half probably insulting each other before we came on here. Yeah. Right? And, uh, <laughs> but to, to our credit, like we haven't, yeah. we haven't actually podcasted in about six weeks. So we, we yeah. have taken a small hiatus and everything is rusty as we come back. <laughs> it's, you know, it's quite, quite funny earlier when I, um, so my oldest daughter came to the school with me to do the pickup and one of the other parents was driving past and like put a hand up to wave at me. And <laughs> Oh, I put my middle. I put my middle finger up. You did then, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you did not. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but they were like, because I do that occasionally to people I get on well with. Oh, like, okay. So you like, know them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, it wasn't someone okay. I didn't know. No, it wasn't oh my god. I didn't know. That doesn't come across. Like no, 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 no. I, that's what I said. Another parent. Like so they waved at me, and then I gave them the finger, and then they were like, <laughs> <laughs> and like. And then, and then when they pulled up, they were like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, and then, but then we were laughing about it. And I said, "I only do that to friends. I don't like." And, uh, and they were like, "Ah, oh, okay." I don't know about that, Mark. And then my oldest one goes to me, um, "Why do you do this to all your friends?" Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> she's been with me before, like even when we've been driving, like, and I'm like, you know, and then uh, she's like, "But why do you do it to all of your friends?" I was like, "They do it back." Like, I was like, "It's not. It's not a one way thing." like are you friends sure are, friend, friends are rude to each other like, like okay uh, well okay maybe maybe you're fr- i don't do that i i don't do that like hey what's up hey what's up no, no there's there's none of that you should start doing it no that i'm not gonna be, start uh, doing that oh oh, oh oh like next friday your challenge is to tell me how it went with at least two, two, two of them two of them just like when they wave at you if you're getting past no. and then you go like, like oh, no, like, no, not gonna do it. Oh, not gonna oh, do please, it. Please, please. Uh-uh. I want to know. Okay, one, one person. Your boss. <laughs> no, no, no. Now that one, <laughs> that one. Yeah. To be continued. The, we, we, we shall see what happens with that. But uh, like, no. Like, oh, I'd really love it. Like if one of your friends strolls past and you actually, and they're like, "Oh, hi, Jasmine." And you're like, <laughs> especially if you've never done it before and it's out of character that would make, make it actually so much better oh like, my god my friends would um, tear into me so bad they would be oh, like pl- what the hell oh please do it please no. like literally uh-huh. i'll buy you i'll buy you drinks in april <laughs> like i'll buy you like a cocktail or something <laughs> speaking of april by the way we are finally after eight years how long years? has it been ten years well, it's been eight like years? nine years nine yeah years, it's been a long time but Mark and I, we are finally going to be in the same city at the same time and actually meet each other in person for the first time coming up in April. So we're super stoked uh, about that. And we also said that we're... So what's happening is I'm flying my wife and kids to New York for a weekend, four days, five days kind of. Um, and Jasmine will be there. And we're going to meet people that we've had on this podcast and mm-hmm. some that we haven't. And what will happen is, because obviously my kids are there with my wife, she will meet us initially. She will go back to the hotel with the kids. I will go out with Jasmine and everybody. And I just said to Jasmine, do you think my wife will kill me when I come in at two in the morning off my face? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. um, probably. Definitely. So yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how right now. Like, do I just say to her, by the way, you're going to be mad in the morning? Like, 
I mean, I think you should at least try, like, to try to not make her upset in the morning. Like, oh well, well, no, I mean, like, yeah, obviously, like, but I mean, she might be annoyed when I come in at two in the morning. Like, so, well, I mean, you could still come in like at two in the morning, but like, don't come in at two in the morning, like, completely schnockered, like, it's folding against the walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, don't like, be like fall down drunk. Like, who put that wall? Who a put that bit wall tipsy there? is okay, but like, don't be who fall put- down drunk. I will, okay, well then I will say I will pass it back to you lot. Do not buy me shots because shots will be the end of me. Like, oh wow. man, I I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll do. For... I'll do. I'll do one shot. I'm not doing. If you get <laughs> if you start going into silly world of shots, then like I will best not go home. Like, Listen, I I have not even decided yet if I'm going to be drinking at all. So uh, we'll see. I have one one drink. One drink or f- or five. Or, or, we'll, we'll oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's on your t-shirt? Spartacus Vengeance. Oh, okay. Final season of Spartacus. So oh, I've good. not seen any Spartacus. Ah, it's so good. So one good. day, one day. I've got um, here is super dry, like not a geek thing. See, oh. the first time I saw that, I thought that was like a dry cleaner, and I asked Mark, I was like, "So, does your dry cleaner make like?" t-shirts that's weird it's so weird that you don't know what super dry is never like, heard of it they got so super dry is a designer mainly uk but i do know that they have a super dry shop in disney springs ah see well i've never been to florida what so, never I been thought Ameri- I, I thought that's literally where americans go on holiday no <laughs> i thought you'll go there never been oh. my first disney experience was in hong kong so that was I the first thought, time yeah, i ever that's went what to disney. About to say. yeah i thought yeah. that's what you were about to say so in the last six weeks <clears throat> obviously don't tell me every day what you've done like <laughs> uh, i have been I got up, on, I got up on tuesday i got up on tuesday yeah. like, i ate oatmeal <laughs> then i went to work no 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 none of that uh it's just it's been a really busy time i started taking a finance class that has taken up a lot of my time. Um, after work, work has gotten busy. Uh, also, I just got back from Mexico, had a blast, went down there for a tennis tournament. That is the first international trip that I've taken since COVID hit. Um, the last international trip I took was in 2019. It was the week of Thanksgiving. I went up to Canada and I got to see I Moose. Too. Hmm? I said the last time I went abroad was at the end of 2019 as well. Yep. So it was, it was fun to get out there. Uh, I got a tan. I also, huh, sand can get very hot. And if you walk on sand barefoot, you can burn your feet. And so I burned both of the bottoms of my feet very badly. They are still wrapped and taped right now. Um, so that makes doing a lot of other things complicated. Like, uh, I haven't been able to work out because like, can't do too much on my feet so that has been very annoying uh hopefully that will clear up before my next trip which is coming up pretty soon so oh fun times (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know like in the last six weeks mine's been as action-packed as yours uh (laughs) i think it's been like mainly work um yeah and watching power um yeah yeah oh and gym and stuff and walking and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff so i've like lost three stone i think in the last two or three months oh Um, that's another thing we talked about is where we want (laughs) we're jokingly talking about starting up like a geeks unleashed fitness club or something because we've both been working out oh were we joking about that i can't remember yeah me you and steven oh yeah yeah oh yeah because he started working out too yeah um I kind of hit a middle ground now. I don't seem to be able to go beyond 14 and a half stone, which is really annoying. So I think I just need to work harder or just not eat. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't recommend <laughs> both of those things. Or together, just work out twice a day and don't eat for a month. And then uh, I, should... I don't think that's going to go over so well. No, no, I think it will go badly. Yeah, um, so... very. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably, I need to, I need to, I know what I need to do is fizzy drinks is my enemy. Um, those Drink are, that, that. more water. More H2O. More water. It is the absolute easiest thing you could ever do for yourself. I don't know what that is. Is that water? Coke. Coke. Like, no, don't. No. Like full yeah. sugar Coke? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. We, that has yeah. to go. 
I know, I know. What am I going to replace it with? What am I going to replace it with? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same kick. Like that, but you I, can I buy those little to... drop things that you put into the water to flavor it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Squash. Um, no, not that. That has a lot of sugar in it. No, you can get no sugar squash. Like, okay. Um, it's still so weird that you call it squash. This is the, the my daily like British lesson of like oh, British daily. daily. Household yeah. British things that I don't know anything about. Squash is not actually a vegetable. It is a fruity thing that you put in your drink what is it again squash is like orange juice but like heavily concentrated so you just put a little bit in the water and then it dilutes it and then you've got like a glass of it's not like orange squash it's not like orange juice because obviously juice is like pure orange juice but this is like orange squash or so it's like tang uh, yeah well the tang is powdered but still when I meet you in America, I will show you what squash is like. If we have to have a lesson, like, oh, oh my god, we should totally record that. <laughs> Jasmine, this is a bottle of squash. <laughs> this is a glass of water. This is what happens when you put the two together. Like, it won't be that amazing. I can promise. You'll have a sip of you'll have a sip of it, and you'll be like, okay. Ooh. Yeah. I don't really, I, I don't branch out with what I drink. Like I drink tea, iced tea with no sugar and I drink water and coffee and that's pretty much it. I hate coffee. So coffee. yeah. It's delicious. Um, okay. So I am on the sixth season of power. It's not getting, it's, you know, I actually loved power, but season five was not that good. Say season six is also so far not that good. Um, I'm not very impressed with. I really like the first four seasons, but yeah. it's not it's not going in the great direction that I would like it to have gone. So I really feel like they just got a little lazy, and they were like, "Oh, we've already announced there's going to be 50 bajillion sequels to Power." So I just don't it. get how there's so many spinoffs. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I know Fifty Cent's a money guy, but like, I am looking forward to the Tommy spinoff. I've forgotten his name. Force, I think it's called. Like I am, that's the one I'm, one I'm most looking forward to. Apparently, raising Canaan is pretty good. Um, that's the other thing that was really peed off about. So, spoilers: Fifty Cent's character gets killed off in season five. Like, oh fucking time! He should have died in the second season. No, I actually thought he was brilliant. Like, no, came- come on! Like in that fire, the thing, and it's like, oh my god! If you're gonna kill someone, like, you, the, make sure that they're dead. This is no, like, but I lo- no. yeah, but I, I loved it when Kane and Ghost and um, Tommy were like all back together again at the end of season four and they were going to be united. But that united thing literally lasted about one episode in season five. I was like, oh, it's like so much for that. Like, and they all the friction starts coming back again. Mm-hmm. So, um, I actually wanted to see them all like as a team throughout the whole season and like Ugh, kind of gross. I, I didn't talk about them like kissing and stuff no like, i just don't like, know. Like, i never liked <sighs> i never liked 50 cents character in power like oh, i just so, every time so, he was on screen it was just like ugh. no so i do you know what the weird thing is i agree with you like he was too much when he was in it he was yeah i think during season two he was like a really big character like mm-hmm. he really wanted to take over the show and like me and my wife actually agreed he was in it too much like but like probably the best thing to say is like he is better in it in smaller amounts like yeah. that's what i liked for him when he's in it in smaller amounts mm-hmm. um and that's why i liked the t- like the team up approach because it wasn't just him when he was in it it was kind of he'd, he'd take over an episode or whatever so i don't know like i liked it when he was a smaller part but anyway, he's gone now. So yeah, uh, obviously, Raising Canaan, the Raising Canaan spinoff will be a, a younger actor, but mm-hmm. and apparently it's pretty good. But anyway, like season six, I just want to get it done now. Like you've come uh, too far. Oh well, yeah, I watched it all. May as well finish it. Yeah, but, um, we started watching season three of Snowpiercer the other day as well, and I know you love the movie, but the TV series is so much better than the film. Honestly, like the film is awful. <laughs> Um, I honestly, though, would like, I don't know what Snowpiercer plans are, 
like if there's going to be a four season or not. But I really would like it if they just end it this season. I just don't see the need to drag things on and on. Yeah. I never and watched they, the second season. Well, now, like, it's kind of feel like they're dragging into fantasy now. Mm. So um, what's the main guy called? The Andre. Andre, yeah, Andre Layton. So in the episode two or three, he starts getting flashes of potentially. So obviously it's a snow-covered planet, but he starts getting flashes of a potential garden on Earth where the sun is up. Okay. And I was like, no, don't be going into fantasy. Like, you can't, it's kind of sci- it's been sci-fi you know, whatever, sci-fi drama for, like, the whole show, and now you're going into fantasy. Don't do it. I really hate it. It's like a cheap way out. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, we can't figure out a way for them now to go from point A to point B, so we'll give Andre Layton flashes of an image. Visions. Yeah, Yeah, visions, yeah. He's a visionary. But if you've never done anything supernatural in the show before, I really think it's cheap to bring it in. Yeah, at at this stage. Yeah, I think if you'd have had elements of supernatural teased like from day one, yeah, like maybe maybe now is when you suddenly reveal it. Oh, cool! Final, you know, twi- nice twist. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's like they went away between season two and three. I'm like, how do we get them to go from here to here? Oh, I know. Andre Layton gets visions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I just like lazy, lazy writers. Like, oh man, couldn't you couldn't you have just had them pick something up on the satellite that they were some of the satellites they were using? Yeah, nope. Well, like, like in the in the movie, they see it. Like they're like, we have passed by this airplane a bajillion times, and like now hmm. we can finally see the whole plane. Like something is changing out there. Yeah, or like even if it was just that they detected a signal. Mm-hmm. Like or a message or something like something they picked up a real faint message and it, and it's and maybe it like some of some broken up like sentence which said something like there's land or mm-hmm. something something very vague like and that that actually would be cool because then it would be like that would be the mystery part but it wouldn't be the fantasy part yeah like honestly they should hire me to come sort out <laughs> these people hey like, TNT did you hear that. Mark is available for consultation. Please yeah. reach out. <laughs> I mean, I really hope they don't F up this whole vision thing. So we'll see what happens. We like, shall see. I mean, they made a brilliant show in Falling Skies. So what could go wrong? No comment. That was sarcasm. By the way. I know it was. <laughs> I watched all of Falling Skies and it got worse every season. I like, but I couldn't not watch it. I was like, see, that's your, that's something you got to work on. Like you stick with stuff way too long. No, but I sometimes think I've got into it, so I can't finish, but I had, no, but that's, no, that was actually probably like an older me, a younger me, sorry. The older me hasn't got time for that shit anymore. Yeah. I, I finally, finally, I said this actually on the podcast before we stopped, fight after what, 18 years stopped crazing at me. I said, I'm done. Like, I was like, this show just literally gets worse with every episode. Like, and, uh, and Station 19, the spinoff, was never good. Like, it just was awful from the day they made it. Um, sorry, creators, by the way. Like, <laughs> you're making a bad show. Sometimes TV, sometimes networks just need to learn. Let's let it go. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know what the, you know, sometimes they give up on stuff too early and then sometimes they let stuff go way, way too long. Like, why are we bringing Law and Order back? Also, why, makes, why is stuff like, money. why are the Simpsons still on the air? They've been on the air for 843 years. I know. I think they were around in the um, 70s or something, weren't they? Like, They've know. been on the air for no, almost no, 30 years. Kid. It's over they 20 years. Yeah, when I was a kid. Like, definitely when I was like at least eight or nine, they were on. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's been over 30 years. I don't know. Yeah, 30 years, and these fucking kids are still in elementary school. Like, the hell? That's the other thing. They don't age. Every right. episode is the same. This, the status quo is reset by the end of every episode. Right. Like, I, know, I think there are some <clears throat> marginal changes when some of the voice actors leave. They do kill people off or whatever. But other than that, I, I would have loved it by now if they'd have jumped forward to, like, Bart and Maggie and being teenagers and 
like maybe kind of explored that a little bit. Yeah. No, no dice. No dice. So do you want to, I've grabbed two pieces of news. You want to jump into the news? Yeah, let's go. So we're not going to obviously cover all the flipping news. We just saw a couple of things that we thought were interesting. Um, Yeah. I'm mostly interested of this one. So I Am Legend is getting a sequel. Now, that sequel will also star Michael B. Jordan. Okay, cool. But apparently Will Smith. Now, uh, did they watch the first movie? <laughs> maybe they were sure it. in that maybe first they... movie. Hmm. He blew himself up with a grenade. I'm pretty sure. So there is an spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe they watched the one with the alternate ending where he survived. So uh, there is an alternate ending. I have seen it. He did survive. In there the is. Ending. Um, have you seen neither have you seen neither one of the endings is indicative of the book. The book was much different in the book. He actually killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoyed the book a lot more because in the book, they go into a lot more depth and detail about the pseudo vampires um, and how they were intelligent enough to have actually formed like a new version of society. Mm. Uh, so the implications in the book were a lot more interesting to me because um, in, in the book, like he was the, vi- in the book, Will Smith's character was a, the villain uh, mm. and, and the vampires were like the good guys. So that was a super interesting twist, but yeah, like, I, it, I don't know, like if they're going to bring Will Smith back, the only thing I can think is like, they're going to do flashbacks. And we talk about flashbacks all the time on Geeks Unleashed and it's like, very few well, people do yeah. flashbacks properly. Like, well, that's what we started guessing, didn't we? Like, is Will yeah. Smith's character actually did he survive, or is it just going to be that Michael B. Jordan's in the present and Will Smith's in the past? Like, yeah. is it going to is it going to jump between the two? I reckon that's where they'll go. I don't really want that. Like, I, I would be happy. I would be more than happy for a I Am Legend sequel that just literally is twenty years later. Michael B. Smith, like. Michael B. You know, Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Sorry, Michael B. Jordan. Sorry, God, where would I get Smith from? I got Will Smith. Yeah, like um, so Michael B. Jordan. Um, I would just be more than happy if they just said, okay, it's a follow-on, and yeah. Michael B. Jordan is set in the present time. Yeah, like you know, whatever. He's one of the I people sh- that was in the colony that uh, that they made it to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe like even if, if you wanted to bring in like one or two Will Smith flashbacks, fine. fine. Like, but. I don't want it to be that, I don't know, every 10 minutes we're flipping between two timelines following yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. Or if you want to do a prequel film with just Will Smith, do a prequel film. Like, show the show the original outbreak, whatever, like, and see Will Smith, you know, kind of building the little fortress home that he had and mm-hmm. all those kind of things, you know, and almost have it follow up to the day it happened. Will Smith looks pretty good still. He could easily do a prequel, like, you know, yeah. put, a bit of make, put a bit of makeup on him uh he's he's ageless uh, i think it has something to do with scientology i mean i don't know i don't who knows what they do in there is he a scientologist yes oh i didn't know that um (laughs) that's a shame um (laughs) for him um (laughs) uh mainly oh man yeah uh, all right, so we don't know what they're going to do with that. There are very, very few details. It was just announced. Yeah, um, it says um, I, I don't know. He says Akvia Goldsman. He's going to return as writer and producer. There's no director. There's not really a lot here. So, but Will Smith did share an image on his Instagram, like because obviously Will Smith's cool now. Um, yeah, like he's everywhere else. Will Smith. Um, well, he just won. Know- what was it? A SAG. He just won something for uh, King Richard, which is the film about uh, tennis star Venus and Serena's father. Did you know that the I Am Legend originally made $256 million domestic and almost $590 million US dollars worldwide? Did not know that. Wow. That's a lot of money. But also, like, it's, it's Warner Brothers, so you kind of are not too surprised when Warner Brothers makes a lot of money. Did you know that Will Smith used to be in um, Fresh Prince of Bella? What? I know, no. shocking, isn't it? Yeah, that's. Like, <laughs> and he played a character called Will Smith. Have you Have you watched the new one, Bel Air? No, I want to. I haven't seen it either. I want to see it though. Like I remember watching the sort of the trailer that they made for it like five years ago. Yeah. Like it was like like somebody made like a 
like a pitch trailer and Will Smith actually like loved it and I think has tried to help get this made and I, I actually do want to watch it so well, one day one day one day <laughs> so so before we move on before we move on would you watch this I Am Legend sequel yes I mean kind of have to right like yeah I want to know like I, I'm, you know I'm curious I'm curious as to what they're going to do like I'm curious if they're going to go to go back to the book and we're actually going to get to see the society that the other creatures have created, or if they're going to keep with the, Oh, humanity has to survive and we got to kill them at all costs kind of thing. I'm, so. I'm like, I would like it if somehow Will Smith survived the grenade. <laughs> it's unlikely. Yeah. Like it's yeah. hugely, it's probably like 95% unlikely. Um, but it would be, I would much more prefer that he'd survived. So that's just my take on it. Maybe he just has got like one arm missing. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, the grenade, the explosion was big enough to kill all of those things in the room with him too. So uh, I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's not how it went. Like maybe that's how we thought it went and somehow he survived. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe what will happen is we will the film will start about half an hour before that when the i can't remember the girl but it was the girl from queen of the south when she was younger alice braga uh, yeah, yeah that was the girl the uh, yeah that was the girl yeah she sort of showed up towards the end maybe she's maybe oh, this is what i reckon will happen in the sequel she's falls asleep and the last 10 15 minutes of the film was a dream that is that's terrible <laughs> this is this is not dallas where a whole that's season I, is a dream. That, that's where I was going with. I was thinking of the Bobby <laughs> Ewing thing. Like, sends her out in the shower. Like, I like, shot JR. She, she, oh, she goes man. upstairs and Will Smith walks out of the shower and is like, is there something I missed? And she's yeah. like, oh, I just had a really terrible dream. Oh, like, my God. That would be, I would get up and walk out of the theater. Like, for real. <laughs> I actually would die if they did that. Like, oh, my Will God. Gets that'd out be the shower. so fucking awful. Oh, I know, I know. Like, by the way, said so maybe TNT shouldn't hire me now. Uh, <laughs> I've undone all that good work I did a minute ago. Oh man, uh, look, you 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 messed it up for yourself there, man. Oh, no, no. Honestly, it'd be so funny if like Will that Smith would be awful. Come on, uh, like that'd be so horrible. Nobody would be able to take that seriously. Oh no, no, no. Do you know though? They've re- they've wanted to wait make this sequel for years. Yeah, though, for a they, long time. Basically, basically, I think they didn't realize how big it was going to be, mm-hmm. and I think they were quite like, how on earth. Like who decided to kill Will Smith off? Come yeah. on, yeah. Like, and that's why for years they were talking about making a prequel because they wanted Will Smith back. Yeah. Um, and like everyone, everyone was like, "Well, the only option now is a prequel because we can't do a sequel because we killed him. Yeah. Like, yes. And we killed him. In, killed him in such a way that like, yeah. how does he survive? In like grand fashion. Survive. Like he didn't just get shot and then the camera pans away. No, no, there was a grenade and then there was an yeah. explosion and then we saw the explosion. I just like maybe think he's. The only way he survives is he's got no arms or no legs and like maybe okay, but like, how is he gonna be like a geneticist with no arms and no legs or a chemist they, or whatever the hell he was? Maybe they like give him robot arms. And legs. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a mashup of I am legend and I robot. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe we find out that this is the maybe we find out that I am legend is the prequel oh to I, I, I robot. That I would watch. That I like, watched. So, I so actually I, love iRobot. I love that movie. Oh, I can't remember. I read those books ago. too. That was a series of short stories. Yeah. So anyway, jokes right. aside, what's next? Next piece of news. Another thing that they're adding on to a thing that is already established. Uh, Hulu is doing its own version of Alien. Yeah. Uh, same people that did Evil Dead and Don't Breathe. Uh, the director, Fede Alvarez. So far, no details whatsoever, except for it is unconnected to the previous films. So does that mean that this is going to be a pre-pre-pre-prequel? Because you have to go super far back in time for this to not be connected to the other alien films. Like, even if you're trying to not connect to Prometheus. Prometheus, that's it, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you do an alien movie and it's not connected to any of the alien films or lore. I mean, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is where Will Smith went, like from I Imagine. Maybe. 
And maybe, maybe they'll bring Idris Elba back. Oh, <laughs> they should put predators in there too. Oh, man. The, the, the first Alien vs. Predator was, oh, was so really good. good. It was so oh, good. God. I that enjoyed that one so much. such a good much. movie. Yeah. That was honestly an amazing film. Oh, so good. Yeah. And then they made that awful sequel. Oh, my God. But Terrible. What happened? Terrible. I have no idea. But honestly, you make such a good... Like, honestly, Alien vs. So Do you know, I actually want to watch that again. AVP. But... So good. I, every time I catch that, like, on cable, I will stop what I'm doing and I will watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aliens versus Predator are so good. Mm-hmm. It's the first and only time I've ever rooted for the Predator. I might just stop this podcast now, actually, and go watch this. Like, like, oh, Thanks so like, much, guys, for coming <laughs> back. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> um, no, Aliens versus Predator. Honestly, that was a really good film. I remember watching that, like, and I was like, how oh, yeah. have they made such a good so film? Because I kept thinking to myself, like, how are you going to make it so that we care about either side? Right. So, but like, yeah, you rooted for Predator. Yeah, and that was the first time. Like the first time I rooted for the Predator. But it was good though, like because yeah. you actually wanted to be on the Predator side. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So who knows? Know. Who knows? It's not connected. Uh, which which basically means that that gives them a free pass to do whatever the hell they want. At the very least, it cannot be worse than what was it, The Covenant, or Covenant, whatever was the oh, sequel was the to sequels. Prometheus. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Yeah. yeah it. It can't be worse than that. That's that's my hope at the very well, least. No, I mean, I mean, it, it could be worse. Than worse. That. It, could, I mean, it could be worse. I mean. Mark, it can't be worse than that. <laughs> I mean, and it can't everything. be worse than Alien versus Predator Two. Anything's possible. Like, Even Predators yeah. was not that bad. I liked Predators. I did like Predators. They filmed that in Austin. Yeah. That was one of those uh, things where it was like, oh my god, I'm watching a movie that takes place in outer space, but like, I've been there. I've been there. I know where that is. I do yeah, that I've, not been, I've not i've not been there but <laughs> to outer space or austin um yeah, yeah i've never been to outer space yet mm-hmm. one day one day one day when ellen musk but, lets me yeah i was there. gonna say i'm gonna hitch a ride with uh <sighs> my boy ellen. what's the guy's name from virgin atlantic elon. is it ellen ellen elon? Elon, elon, musk. That's it. elon sorry elon musk yeah um yeah my yeah sorry elon i got your name wrong but yeah he'll let me up there one day in his his boat thing yeah in his tesla yeah, sure. just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got. I, I mean, he's already got me five in the drive. Uh, you know. I mean, you know. Uh, hey, I have. I, I have mean, a friend that works at NASA. She used to train astronauts. Maybe, maybe oh, she can. She can like hook it up, and we can go to geeks in space. Oh, that's what we should do. Like, like Fast and Furious. We should just link up the Tesla, <laughs> like, and we should record from space. Oh we, you, you realize we really don't know what we're doing anymore now. Oh, like, yeah, just, no. We we our apologies. Like. We have completely forgotten how to podcast, how to format, how to follow a script. Like all of those things are just gone out the window. So, okay, sorry. So Stick with us, move, though. We'll move on to our main feature, a discovery of witches, the final season. Oh, man. I have been so excited to talk about this. So do you want to? All right. So discovery of witches is based on a trilogy of books, the All Souls trilogy by Deborah Harkness. This final third and final season was written by Lisa Hodsworth, Helen Rayner, Michelle Gale, Matt Evans, and Christopher Con- Cornwell, uh, directed by Jamie Donahue and Debs Patterson. It stars a ton of people, all faces that you're familiar with, except they changed Baldwin. Uh, Baldwin got that character was recast um, this season, uh, but everybody else is back. Same players. Same faces, same everything. So, oh man, and it's only seven episodes. It's much shorter than the second season, which was kind of a bummer because I was, I got so into this that by the time I got to episode seven, I was like, no, no, that can't be the end. It's over. I, it did feel, it did feel shorter. Like mm-hmm. so, I guess some summarize our thoughts. I personally didn't enjoy season three. What? No, not really. Like it was okay. What? It was my favorite. Okay. Oops. Of of the three I, seasons. I, I love season one. I absolutely love season two. Wow. Season three was okay, but it just felt like rushed and rushed. Well, it was like seven episodes. Like, and I don't know. Like, it was just okay to me. Like, oh man, I I absolutely loved the third season. I thought I, I that, didn't hate it. I didn't hate yeah. it. I just didn't love it. There was. 
a lot of tension in this third season. There was actually quite a bit of payoff to a lot of the things that had built up from the first two seasons. Um, the, the way that everything sort of played out, everything was a little bit more conniving. The, the subplots were a little bit uh, more treacherous. Uh, I will say though, there was a big lack of like climax uh, for the, the main villains for the third season. Um, but yeah, that's what I, just, I really enjoyed the way ba- that they- there was no big battle. There's no yeah. big battle at the end. I Although, wanted a big battle. I, I loved that there wasn't because I loved that Diana was just like, fuck you. I ain't got time for this. Like you die yeah, yeah. and you die and you die and I'm moving on. Like I, I, know, I, I did. That. I did love how badass she was at the end. She walked in and basically like took over and like, yeah. She she actually it was more strategy that she used to kick their asses. Yeah. Like like I mean, like chess type strategy rather than yes. like Yeah, she was like, not playing checkers. No, no, I was thinking like more like chess rather than like WWE. Like it was like, <laughs> you know, she she came in and just sat down and talked and like won by yeah. conversation. Oh, than... you mean at the end with the covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 right at the very end. So, whilst I felt underwhelmed because there was no big battle, I was impressed by like how she just pulled up a chair and was like, "Look, this is a shit." Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, "Yep, yep, yep, hands up, hands up." Yeah. Except for um oh, who was it? Jobert. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He he uh was not happy. Uh but I liked the um was it Dominico. Uh, Domenico. He actually, Domenico. He actually put his hand up and actually voted with her as well. Yeah. Uh, that, but there was like this reluctance, and he was like, "I think he thought, you know, like, everyone else is doing it. Hands up, like." Yeah. So, was it just me, or did Alex Kingston not look like Alex Kingston during season three? Have I missed something? I just felt like she looked really different. Different? How? I don't know. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I knew it was Alex Kingston, but I just. Maybe, I don't know. I just kept feeling like she was just looked different. I don't know why. No, she looked like a grieving wife to me. Maybe that's what it was. Like, it just she just looked different. Well, yeah, because she was unhappy for six of the seven episodes. So she was just miserable this season. Just she just looked different. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, I know I knew it was Alex Kingston, but she just looked different. I that was just something. It's not really a review type comment, really, but it's just, I just felt like she just looked different and I just couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, I know it's Alex Kingston, but I just can't. I just think she just looks so unhappy for most of it. Yeah, no, the I only know time the she was really like happy was when Diana was having the babies. Hmm. No, I know, I know that her character was grieving, but like, I just couldn't put my finger on it. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just that they, she did such a good job of showing grief that I just couldn't, that she just looked so different from the previous. Yeah. So, um, anyway, like, yeah, I mean, like I say, overall summary, I didn't love this season, but I did like, there was one payoff I particularly did like, but we can talk about that in a minute. Um, do you have any favorite characters? Um, I'm probably not going to deviate too much from what I said, like, last season um i have always always liked domenico because i always thought that domenico was opportunistic but like the best kind of opportunistic to where he's the only person you could ever trust because you know he's always going to look out for his best interest um so domenico was still one of my favorites even though he doesn't have as much screen time but when he was on screen a lot of him working through the chess game was very he was very strategic and i thought that they used him well um in this third season so domenico i also really liked uh gallo glass and um the new baldwin who is played by peter mcdonald i really Mm. really enjoyed that recasting i thought that this i thought that peter mcdonald was a much better choice for Baldwin, like he embodied the, um, I would say like air of superiority so much better than the previous Baldwin from the first two seasons. So, uh, 
yeah, he was actually one of my favorites just, just because he was such a miserable git the whole, like the whole third season. <laughs> I think for me, um, I love seeing the evolution of Diana Bishop in yes. terms of like an existing character that is. Yeah. So like Diana Bishop, obviously played by Teresa Palmer. I, I love how, like, if you think back to the very first episode, how sort of vulnerable and naive she was. Mm-hmm. And then look at that final season when she comes in, like, kicks her ass. Yes. Like, not, not physically kicks her ass. It's just pulls up a chair. Like I said a minute, pulls up a chair and basically talks them around. Yeah. And she wins. She wins. Like, yeah. and how, how powerful witch she is now as well. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I love seeing that. Ever- and I, this is something I was talking about uh actually we were talking about this off air like uh i've recorded uh, an episode with tm nerdy and i think it's going to be released in like two or three weeks time on his youtube channel and um he was asking me if i preferred tv over film or vice versa and i said i love film but i prefer tv because Mm -hmm. i loved because tv gives you the ability to see the evolution of characters where film you have to do evolution within two hours yeah not or an hour and a half where like Diana Bishop's characters had oh, eight, man. Episodes, eight episodes season one, 10 episodes season two, yeah. and seven of this episode, so, you know, pretty much under 30 episodes. And so we've been able to see the growth of Diana throughout mm-hmm. these three seasons. And I just love seeing that first girl versus mm-hmm. now. Yes. And yeah, she was definitely was my favorite, like oh, yeah. existing She's character. such a powerhouse. Like the way... And it's, it's like you said, like, it's so enjoyable to see hmm. because you know what she was like in the first season. So the girl who couldn't even use her ability because she was bound um, comes out and like, just puts everyone in their place. Like she's so confident in her abilities and she uses everything that she's learned. She doesn't hesitate. She doesn't beat around the bush. And like, she is just so damn determined. She's like, nope. They got Matthew. I know I'm walking into a trap, but I got to go get him. So let's go do this shit. And it's just like, she's so just down, down to business. I don't really remember her in anything else, but I just quickly got it up. So she was, oh, she in was an I am number four. Yeah. I was about to say that she was in I am number four sources apprentice. I've seen both of those, but I don't remember her in either of those. She's Australian. Um, I think. And I am number four. She was in the new point break, which I do remember watching, but don't remember it. Um, the film that is. <laughs> That's a great sign. um, I I mean, like the original, I remember like that so much more. more. Uh, uh, But there's like literally like on her profile, nothing that really actually jumps out at me, like Mm -hmm. as as something I'm bothered about. Anyway, uh, in terms of new characters, and this is a great payoff. I love things like this. Season two, they're in time. They kind of meet a little boy who comes under their wings and becomes their son. And then they go back to the future. I mean, it's not. <laughs> that, was not de- that was not deliberate. That was not deliberate. They went back, they did go back to the future. Like, and so, and then they get reintroduced to their son, who's now a vampire, yeah. Jack, um, played by Toby Rigbo, like, um, who's from Rain. And I know him from Rain, which that's not a good show. Um, no, terrible. Like, I watched the first season of it. Of course and, you did. Uh, I have not watched it. I, I, do you know what? I would actually like to finish that show off because I actually have to say the CW doesn't often make shows like that. So I'm not saying I'm going to. I just feel like if I one day have nothing to do. <laughs> I would rather take a nap. <laughs> if I had nothing else to do, I'd rather take a nap than watch Rain. That might make you take a nap. Like, I mean, well, touche. Touche. Yeah, like, but when, when you, you put know it that what, way. Like, but anyway let's not talk about rain but anyway he's from rain um that's the only thing i know him from he may be in other things i don't care but i love the fact that they brought him back so jack from season two little boy Mm -hmm. that they loved comes back and he's now like jack the adult and he is um and i I know like we've talked about this but he was essentially the serial killer throughout season two when they kept flashing back to the present day. Yeah. And obviously we didn't know who it was. And I I, I did look at the notes that you've written down a minute ago, uh, like later on for this episode. But I do love the fact that actually the twist of it was somebody they know. Yes. So that was, that. see, that is clever. That's when I like it, when it's clever writing. Yeah. 
not not stupid Andre Layton getting bloody visions. <laughs> I, and um, <laughs> but when it's clever writing, they set up a serial killer in season two. They don't tell you who it is. Mm-hmm. Then in season three, you find out that serial killer was the little boy that they met in the past. That to me was clever. Yeah. So, that was a nice um, twist because hmm. they they kind of essentially did both things. Like it was not any of the main characters, but at the same time, it was still someone you actually cared about. Oh, it's like when the, when the reveal came, like first of all, we get the reveal that this is Jack from the mm-hmm. 18th century or whenever it was, and then we get the then we get the follow on like you know the one two punch. Then we find out yep. that he's the serial killer from season two. We're like, no way! Yeah, I was like, that's so good. Yeah, like clever. Like uh, I was so worried that he was going to get a really bad ending though. Like I know it was he, dodgy when they were down there in New Orleans. Yeah, I thought he might get killed off at one point, but yeah, he got to live. Yeah. So sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, comparing this to the previous seasons, what's your opinion? I think, well, clearly we're going to disagree here. I think I, I didn't hate it. No, no, not hating it. I, but I think that this season did. I mean, I think this season did the work the best because we got to see the full range of everyone's characters. Like it wasn't just getting to see Diana, like fully evolve, but like we got to see Matthew go full circle. We got to see Isabeau go full circle. We got to see so many characters kind of do a complete 360 and then how everyone kind of came out so much stronger on the back end granted that's probably because it was the final season it was their last opportunity to make that happen but the way that it all came it came together so well and for me this third season really told a tight story it didn't Mm. deviate like my my beef with the second season was i did not like the split i i would rather them have picked one and stuck with it versus like we're getting a half a season in the 1500s and then a half season in the present day. Um, So I think this season actually took, you know, the notes from the previous two seasons and just kind of tightened everything up. And I really appreciated that because sometimes like final seasons tend to drag on just because it's like, this is our last shot. Like we want to do this. And there's all this gratuitous, Content. Oh, yeah, they and it's like throw, they want to throw everything in the kitchen yeah sink. and it's yeah, like that's are. not necessary so they really stuck to their guns they they told a really tight story and then when it got to the end i mentioned that there it was like anticlimactic the big fight at the end because there was no fight um but i thought that that just went toward them being so dedicated to showing you that this show was about the evolution of diana bishop and so it wasn't about her fighting her way to save her husband. It was her stepping into her power and realizing that she was powerful enough that she didn't have to fight anybody. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that that the story that they told about Diana was it was just so well done. It was very linear there was no no distractions no like red herrings it was just kind of like this has always been the end goal even from the first season like them finding the book them getting the missing pages like the the goal has always been the same and there were just far fewer distractions so it was just so much easier to keep up with everything that they had going for this season um so i think that if 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 i would say that this season did it's linear storytelling much better than the previous two seasons i think yeah this uh season like it was like a kind of like you said typical last season that it was Mm -hmm. they had a drive towards a finish and that finish wasn't like oh we just decided today like actually what we're going to do is we're going to kind of deviate from what we've so what we've set the scenes for one and two it was like like you say it was the pages obviously the jack twist was something from season two but like it was they kind of pulled a lot together Mm um i think though because this does happen in a lot of final seasons where like they kind of set up a thing for each season which kind of will get resolved like Mm -hmm. i don't know whether it's i'm not talking about necessarily this but like they'll set up the villain of the season right 
Um, but whilst also taught, telling the longer term plan, um, a longer term story. Um, this to me, there was no, it was just literally, it was all about wrapping stuff up and also the drive to the finish. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why I didn't love it as much because I do love, the, the thing is I love these characters mm-hmm. and I probably would like to have seen, I would have been happy with like four seasons, like, and we had something else happen this season, like mystery yeah. or, I don't know. But then again, the other thing is, and I've said this and you say it too, I would rather people didn't waste time giving us content that we don't need. Yeah. So... There are no filler episodes in this season. So that's something I have to say I like, that there was Mm -hmm. no fillers and we just got the story and got it wrapped up. And, yes, I would love to have seen a big fight at the end, but then equally I think it was pretty cool that Diana just walked in and charmed the shit out of everybody. Yeah. So. Also, I think Benjamin was just a weak villain. Like, I understand that they needed a foil for Matthew, but, like, I don't know, Jobert and um, even Peter Knox, they were both much, much better villains than Benjamin was. Like just his motives didn't seem like enough to me because to me, Benjamin had is like very small picture. He's like, I want to make Matthew miserable and I don't Mm -hmm. care how that happens. Uh, Whereas like with Jobert and Peter Knox, it was like literally a three season long game of their villainy and like all of the dirty underhanded things that they had done over the course of the series that really kind of elevated their villain status to me. Yeah. I think Peter Knox is a villain I'm pretty, pretty much love. Like yeah. oh, he's man. probably the best villain I, in this. No. I really thought that uh, they were going to throw him into those helicopter blades. I was waiting on it. I was waiting on death by helicopter and that did not happen. I was, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, But at the same time when, um, oh gosh, what is her name? (sighs) On the Alex Kingston's character. Uh, She's not M. Um, Anyway, when Alex, Sarah, 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 Sarah. yeah. So when, (laughs) when they get to the airport and Peter Knox is there and then Galaglass gets out and uh, Sarah is just like, uh, uh, this is witch business. And I was like, oh shit, we about to, <laughs> something about to go down. So I really, I really did love the way that they just kind of got rid of him too. Yeah. I, I just, I love Peter Knox's villain character. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, he's, he's obviously the character. I love that, but I didn't, <clears throat> yeah, like you said, I didn't like the other sort of villains of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love that Domenico did actually turn, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, That was, that was the, one of my wishes. You could see the look on his face. He's like, I can, he's like, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. Oh, crap. And you could see it like, but you could see him turning early in the season when Mm. he started to connect the dots in his head. Um, Yeah. And I think it's about episode three that him and uh, Baldwin have a conversation. And it's kind of like, even Baldwin is like surprised that Domenico is being so forthcoming. And it's like, he he did everything that he did because he wanted a seat on the congregation. And now that he has a seat, he's like, uh, do I really need Peter Knox and Jobert anymore? I'm not so sure. So what about the structure of the show? Like, how do you think that went? Um, I, like I said, I think I think it, they did well. I thought it was nice and tight. No fillers. Yeah, I think they so. didn't Seven waste episodes. any time. Yeah. It was it was short, sweet to the point. So some show, like so, uh, you know, I talked about Power earlier. Six seasons, fifteen, fifteen episodes is the last season where most of them have been like eight. Mm-hmm. I was like fifteen of this rubbish. Like it's not rubbish, but I'm not really enjoying season six. Yeah, and you kind of have to question why we've had six seasons. Admittedly, some of them were good in the beginning, but none of them I would say are good now. Um, and um, the uh, the last season of Power, fifteen episodes to wrap it up. I'm like, do we really need to spend 15 episodes? Like, couldn't you have just made them like six or seven episodes like Discovery of Witches? Yes. Seven episodes to wrap stuff up. And as long as, you know, you're happy with the ending, like that should be all you need. Like, don't get me wrong, there's going to be people that didn't like the ending. Um, But like for those, that's what I mean. Discovery of Witches, I think it's a nice, short, tight last season we don't have to spend two, three episodes wandering around a, nope. like a town, a town or something or a forest or something. Like I said, I, I know I criticised that length a minute ago, but 
It's only because I actually think the character of Diana and Matthew are really interesting and mm. I would like to see more. I don't think there was enough of them as a couple throughout the show. Yeah, they kept them. kind of getting pulled in different directions. Yeah. I mean, obviously at the end it's nice, but yeah. throughout the season they kind of were on their own to a yeah. degree. So I did like the scenes quite early on, though, where they'd managed to hook in a bunch of students to come work for them. Yeah. And, um, and like, not students, but like, well, I think some of them were, but... They yeah, because she went to her friend Chris for the for help with like all the genetic stuff. Yeah. Like, but I just love that they actually decided they're going to have to trust people to help them. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, which really went against Matthew and Diana to a degree, their, their characters. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I think the structure was good. I just, I can't put my finger on it. I just didn't love it for some reason. I don't know why, like the show itself, but I did love that it was sort of organized that we um, didn't have to waste time and didn't get any fillers. Yeah. So. I mean, I think I can see where you're coming from though with, with, them splitting up Matthew and Diana because they were each taking their own journey in this season. Diana's role was to get a hold of the book, get all the pages, get a hold of the book and figure that out. Matthew's job was to stop Benjamin. So they couldn't, they couldn't be on the same path because they both had different tasks. And I think that's also what helped push the season along. If we had 10 episodes like we did last season, I think we I think probably would have much. had a lot more of them together. But then it's like, but you guys don't need to be together. Like to be more mm. efficient, you split up, do what you got to do. And then you have all the time in the world. So we, I talked about my thing a minute ago, predictions for season two. <laughs> but I, okay. So first thing, yes, like I like the fact that you actually went and did this. Did you go and read this into our episode or read on notes? Yes, I did. I went back and I okay. re-listened. Um, I didn't think to do that. Like, I wish I'd have thought to do that. It was good. Clever. Well done. Yay. I remember like, something about podcasting. <laughs> so you put Mark hoped that the Blood Rage Vampire in London wasn't a random character. I, you know, I didn't remember saying that. So I think that's pretty cool that you looked that up. So well done, Jasmine. Um, and well done on the show for not making it a random character. Because <laughs> I, and I, I like, and I think I would have said that too. Because I, that would have been an annoying thing for me just mm-hmm. to have it be a character that no one gave a crap about. Right. Because they teased it throughout season two, didn't resolve it at the end of season mm-hmm. two. So you're going into season three, not knowing who this character was, and if it was like. Dave that works in the pub who we've never met before. <laughs> like, sorry, Dave. <laughs> like uh, that would have been such a letdown. But yeah. to have it be that it was Jack, yeah. who we'd met as a kid throughout the thing, I was like, that is a twist. That yeah. is good. Like, yeah. so that's my probably one of my favorite parts about season three was the twist of that. So. Yeah. So I was very wrong about that because I had said that I thought when they went back in time that they ended up displacing the Matthew that was already there. And so I mm. thought that they just kind of flipped. So they went back in time and then the old Matthew came forward oh, in time. Okay. Yeah, so I, I thought that the Blood Rage Vampire was Matthew, but like old Matthew, right? Oh, like I see what you're saying. Like yeah. when they went in the past, it pushed the past one to the present. Right. And he was like crazy insane in the yeah, future. Yeah, because I knew that he was a carrier for Blood Rage. But so like I, it did never occur to me because at the time in season two, Jack was <coughs> a kid and he was not a vampire. Um, so yeah, I thought it was Matthew. So I was wrong about that, but I am okay with it being Jack. I was, I was okay with when we found out who it was. Um, and the other thing that I really wanted, (laughs) and I actually said, like, I really wanted Domenico to step up and stick it to both Peter Knox and Jobert. And he did. And Mm. I'm super, super stoked about that because like I said, I love a good opportunistic villain and Domenico just kind of realized like, I, I was helping you guys because y- ultimately you were going to get me the thing that I wanted. But now that mm. you no longer serve my purpose, like I don't have to be in league with you. So he was opportunistic enough to realize like, I don't have to do this because, you know, on, on a personal note, I really do think that y'all are full of shit. Um, so I love the way that he sidestepped Peter Knox and Jobert and did his own thing and left Jobert out in the cold all by his lonesome. I love it. So summarize your thoughts. Like, I guess you could summarize and rate at the same time. Like, okay. What are your thoughts? I think, well, not I think, I absolutely love the message 
that this series for all three seasons was presenting. And that was something that I talked about when we covered season two as well was um, the way forward is together. So what is revealed with the genetics and the blood rage is that every creature has demon DNA and it's the demon DNA that kind of keeps everything in check. So essentially when you keep everyone separated, you're weakening all of the species because they're all stronger together. And I just, I mean, sure I'm being idealistic, but I just, I just love that. Like you can't, you can't expect to be better, do better, grow stronger. If you're always excluding entire groups of people, like it, it doesn't work that way. Um, And so I just, I love that message. I love that that is kind of just how it all ended where it's just kind of like, look, we're dying out. And the reason that we're dying out is because we've been segregated for so long. So we need to stick together in order for all of us, not just one of us to survive, but like for all of us to survive, we have to stick together. Um, So I really, really love that. And even at the very end with Agatha and her son and Agatha was the head of the demons where she finally gets back, you know, in touch with them. And it's just like a, a mini family reunion there. It just, I love it. I, I love the mix. There were, we got so many different species, different races, different genders. We had gay couples. We had a lesbian couple. Like there was just so much representation. Um, and, and that's really, aside from the absolutely gorgeous scenery and set designs in this mm. entire series, uh, just the diversity of it is really, really what drew me in and what I love so much. So that never changed from one season to the next for me. So to summarize the way forward is together. I loved it. I love that message. And I actually, I did enjoy season three more than the other two. So I, if I'm rating, I would rate this a solid four. But you know what though, like that whole thing about we're stronger together than separate, like that can be compared to so many things in real life. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, ra- ra- mm-hmm. racism and every other ism going yeah. like you know but the thing uh, is they don't do it like heavy-handed and i think no, because no, because no, they're they using don't. like creatures and stuff like that it has that sci-fi element to it but there's always that underlying thing that like clearly we're just like stop hating on people just because of what they are like hate on an individual for what they do not what they are um yeah. so yeah it, it's definitely applicable to real life Minus yeah, the vampire I, demon witch part. I, I do love really like I you know I said it a minute ago. I I didn't love this show this season because I I think I loved one and two because we got to spend more time with them and you know, and that's happens with so many shows, like you yeah. get to go and see them do little side things mm-hmm. or whatever. But this season was very much and I, I don't fault it for it, but you this season spent a lot of time driving towards the finish line and this happens a lot in final seasons like they're happy to kill people off they're happy to you know blow shit up or whatever because they're trying to drive forward towards the end right um and that's kind of one of the things i hate about final seasons is like they could kill anybody now like because they because a lot of the time in final seasons they're prepared well they know this is the final season so like you know if we're going to kill off someone we're going to kill someone off yeah um so i guess i guess it's probably just me being a bit selfish i would have liked a little bit more time with like Diana I mean, I think few, that's but... fair. I, I hmm. because like you, you do get attached to these characters, and you yeah. did get to watch them grow. Because not only Diana group, Matthew changed a lot yeah. over yeah. over the course of these seasons. So it's it's like you're losing people that you actually care about. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I don't know. I guess it doesn't love it, but I didn't. I, I can't fault the season. Like it doesn't do anything yeah. to offend me. Right. It's just maybe I'm selfish. So <laughs> like. <laughs> um okay i'm gonna give it 3.5 out of five okay like, well that's what we rated season two three and a half we're probably doing joint things back then like, yeah we were joint yeah i wonder what it would have been i think i would have gone higher i think you did go higher and i went lower because i did not enjoy season two as much so, uh, okay i think if it was individually i probably would have given it four out of five yeah all right so okay so that's done no more discovery of witches you know now that you say that it is kind of a bummer like i was very much looking forward to season three i'm i'm happy with the way that things ended i'm i'm happy that our people won 
um happy that the, the good guys what, came the, out what, on the, top. Witch, the witches <laughs> yeah no, yeah. <laughs> no like I, I wish we had gotten more like of the demons hmm. but yeah i um i'm yeah. happy with it yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I, and I'm super glad that they didn't waste any time fighting with Benjamin. Like, I'm really thrilled that she literally just walked down that hallway. He stood in the way and she was like tying that knot. And she was like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. I ain't got time to deal with you. So in our next episode, uh, which will be next week, we may skip an episode here and there. Like, but next week we are back. Um, so our next episode we are going to review. I've not seen it. Jasmine has, so don't voice any opinions <laughs> right now. Um, Peacemaker season one from HBO. Yes, yes. HBO Max. Uh, yeah, like so. We're back with a comedy by the sounds of it. Oh, uh, man. You can follow Geeks and Niche everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Come say hi. Yeah. Come, come buy come a chat. shit. Come, like, yeah, buy us a coffee. Buy us a comic uh you know. hbo max is not cheap but it's 14.99 a month so just saying throw throw a little change our way yeah. and you can also listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast google podbean apple spotify we are everywhere so please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends and we'll see you next week cheers guys bye good journey <laughs>